BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. our internet analytic here aka dreams and i'd like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am your hip-hop and gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in now i know what y'all are probably wondering where's the update and technically i got an update for y'all so what i'm gonna do is this is what we're gonna do we're gonna pause it right quick because i haven't given y'all update in a, in a while it's been like a week or two you know of course i'm always working you know i always uh listen to my latest hip-hop reviews as far as the tracks that just released thursday at midnight i'm always reviewing those new tracks but in general it's been a while since you've heard me give an update and all i want to say is y'all are beyond phenomenal had to turn off the sound because i had to let y'all hear me i'm not gonna play the applause because i feel like i played that at the beginning of every every episode at this point but it's getting to the point where it's a gift and a curse shout out to the biggest gangster in, in atlanta but for the most part 823,000 total downloads 76,000 weekly downloads y'all are just supporting on a level that i can't even put into words of how appreciative i am and so I know I start off every episode thanking y'all and y'all probably like, man, we get it. Like, like, just get on to the news. Now I'm just playing. I think most of y'all like it. But uh, for the most part, all I want to say is thank y'all. Uh, this wouldn't be possible without y'all. And in general, all of these different opportunities that are coming because of this is would definitely not be possible without y'all. And I'm going to continue to keep trying to improve uh, notorious mass effect in a way that's pleasing to y'all always click my link tree in my bio 
and let me know on one of my social medias what you think I can improve and what you think um, I should do more of. Um, and a lot of good feedback I get from y'all. Like one person was like, hey, you need to use your soundboard more, which I try to use my soundboard more. So, you know, in general, uh, I could say like the guy from uh, from P. Well, no, what's his name? P from QC. You know, I could say I did that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? I, I done that. I survived it. So I've, su I've survived all the criticism. I've survived all the uh, constructive feedback. And one of my favorite sound effects, I'm not even lying to y'all. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this up. One of my sa my favorite sound effects on my, on my uh, soundboard right now is this one. <laughs> I don't know why that's so hilarious to me, but I can only picture what YSL was going through when Fonnie Willis pulled up. But anyways, that's that's besides the point. So anyways, let's get into the episode. You know, enough of the jokes. But the main message is I definitely appreciate y'all. So for episode 124, the main topic that we're going to be spending a little bit of time on is how Capcom has found a way to bounce back with street fighter six now after street fighter five i don't know about y'all but i was just like maybe the franchise just needs to go into hiding because that was the most poor attempt at a video game i've ever seen with street fighter five so so to see them come back with street fighter six which people are calling one of the greatest fighting games of all time just uh was it insurmountable i think that's how you say it i'll forget it the comeback was real let's just leave it at that you know no need to get into words that's hard to pronounce <laughs> let's let's stick with words that is easily pronounceable you know what i mean pronounceable is that even a word easily easy to pronounce let's just you know leave it at that y'all get what i'm saying capcom bounce back that's the main message but before that before we get into episode 124 make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep all my latest activities if you want to support the show financially click click my cash app link located towards the bottom of my link tree as it helps the show overall also make sure to share this podcast rating the show five stars on whatever platform you're listening on as it helps the show grow and reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses now without further ado let's get into the first portion of the episode which people are getting accustomed to enjoying the ai song reviews now i once heard a hot take which i don't think is too hot anymore that ariana grande may be one of the best singers we've ever heard come through our speakers headphones car speakers i think of what else airpods headphones beats headphones whatever you listen to audio wherever you get your audio format from people are saying that ariana grande is one of the best singers of all time now i don't know how y'all feel about that i don't know what y'all want to say about that but in general i do want to point out how all of these mashups are using either Ariana Grande or Taylor Swift to sing all of everybody else's best songs. 
Now, I'm not saying they're the best singers. No, but at some point, we do have to point out that with the evolution of technology, putting it in our hands to make whatever we can music-wise via whatever voice we want to use and everybody's choosing certain artists to sing certain songs more often than others, I think it's actually a discussion. Ariana Grande may be one of the best singers of all time. And why am I bringing that up right now as, of course, somebody somewhere on the internet put two popular artists together for this AI mashup for this original song, Somebody That I Used To Know. Now, if you don't know that track, just know it's very popular in, well, it's very popular on Earth. Like as far as all the Earthlings and people who live on Earth, <laughs> they know the track, somebody that I used to know. And more specifically, the person who made it is one more, the G, I don't even know how to say that. Anyways, it's a YouTube channel dedicated to creating mashups of popular songs. I knew this would happen at some point where somebody would make it their entire creative vision to just use AI and put to put together different popular artists for the enjoyment of the masses. So now here we are. We have Michael Jackson, Ariana Grande, somebody that I used to know. Apparently there's some other links with Michael Jackson, Ariana Grande covering smooth tears. I haven't heard that one. But in general, mashing up these two voices is something you don't want to miss out on. When I tell you this is phenomenal, it is scary how fantastic this track is. And I may or may not put the song link in the description if it's still up. Because, you know, labels, they don't be playing that. They'll take it down in a heartbeat. So at the end of the day, with Michael Jackson being just the king of pop, ultimately influencing generations to come ariana grande being well renowned i think is the word as one of the best singers in history i think this mashup via i mean granted it is via technology ai technology but i do think that this mashup will go down as one of the best collabs in music history so click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. Will you be given a listen to Michael Jackson and Ariana Grande covering somebody that I used to know? Or do you think AI has went too far in making these popular mashup collabs? I know what you're probably saying right now. What in the world do you have me looking at currently? And if you're not looking at it, just know, shameless plug, you can follow my Analytic Dreams video channel. It's another channel where I'm strictly posting the video elements. But for the most part, all you need to know is, not even a week af after Juneteenth, I'm out here acting up. <laughs> like, I don't think you could put together the most craziest collab, and it still won't beat out this. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the past two presidents, Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And why am I talking about them? I thought this was a hip hop and gaming podcast, right? Well, via the evolution of technology, 
we have been gifted, granted music by voices that we never thought we would have heard acting this way. So two days or three days after Juneteenth, depending on when you hear this, I decided to cover the Joe Biden featuring Donald Trump expeditives in Paris. Now, the expeditives has another word in it, but this is a PG podcast. So all I'm going to say is they are actually going crazy on this track. The voices are very uh, humorous. And this just actually shows you the scary element of technology. Because imagine if somebody wanted to put out a hit piece on a, a, a particular person and it was like, oh, I have I forget the owner for the Knicks. I don't know if it was the Knicks or if it was the um the Hawks. But basically, the owner was caught saying the N-word, right? But it wasn't on video, it was audio. And it was obviously a phone call. So imagine if somebody did a hit piece faking the audio using AI technology with him saying the N-word and he actually had repercussions because of it. I think that's the scary element to AI technology. And with this being prominent, in today's society with a lot of people using it, a lot of creators taking this AI uh, cover and, and uh, mimicking voices to do whatever they want. I very I think it's a very gray area as far as what we will start using that for. But right now, obviously, this is just for fun. I just wanted to bring that up because it's a serious um, possibility. Anyways, this track it's beyond funny. If you listen to this Donald Trump and Joe Biden track, Expeditives in Paris, you would have think it was the second coming from Kobe and MJ. Because let me tell you something, these two on the same hip-hop track going crazy, talking about being in Paris. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I think Donald Trump may be the best rapper of 2023. I'm just going to put it out there. But then I also want to touch on one of the funniest things that Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden and Donald Trump has collided on because of course everybody points out Joe Biden's age and how he falls asleep. You know, he falls over while walking. You know, some people think he's just, you know, he has insomnia or not even insomnia, the opposite of insomnia. He can't wake up because they call him sleepy Joe. Um, and then Trump in 2016 said that he was not mentally fit to be president. Of course, I'm not, this is not, politics is not political talk so i'm keeping it with the jokes but trump and biden also clashed again in 2020 where trump repeatedly called no no no. joe biden repeatedly called donald trump a clown and a liar if this is not beef then i don't know what is maybe instead of them collabing on a track titled expeditives in paris they should have had joe biden make hit him up and donald trump make like whatever biggie nobody ever remembers what biggie made in response to anyways let me let me use another comparison they should have had joe biden cover ether while having donald trump cover the takeover because at this point the two colliding is just inevitable as far as 2024 if that man doesn't get locked up which you know this is not politics talk i'm just talking about actual stuff that's happening he is indicted that's like a fact but anyways um yeah, getting off of that, I just wanted to touch on how this is just a hilarious collab only given to us because of the evolution of technology, and y'all definitely need to check it out. So, oh, 
also it may or may not be in my description box below so click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias will you be giving this hilarious donald trump and joe biden track a listen and also um if you do end up listening to the track make sure to come back on one of my social medias dm me and let me know who do you think had the better verse I've always stated that NF is one of my favorite rappers when it comes to his ability and lyricism and also his uniqueness while also taking a page out of Kendrick and J. Cole's book by dressing as a homeless man. But all jokes aside, this man has multiple platinum tracks, gold tracks, and he's very popular in his own realm. And I say that because one of the biggest complaints I had about NF when I was covering his Hope album is that he never really visited black outlets. And I think that's still prominent to this day. Like he never really went to the the big boys of the world, the Breakfast Club of the world, the Hot 97s of the world, like he the Angies of the world. Like he never really went to a black outlet for him to be accepted by us and the reason i say accepted by us because hip-hop was started by us so people who look like nf should probably make their rounds to multiple black outlets because it's not like they owe us to go to these black outlets but if they're going to come into our realm because hip-hop is our sport i would feel like you would want to try and act like you want to be accepted a little bit instead of just completely excluding yourself to a certain space that exists in the hip hop's uh, industry. But that's not what I wanted to focus on. I really want to point out, and maybe this is because of that, but Eminem has never collaborated with NF and vice versa. But now, as you see on the screen, shameless plug for my analytic dreams video channel, make sure to follow that. But I think that NF and Eminem would be perfect on the track together. But a lot of people call NF a clone of Eminem, which has created unnecessary tension between the two since 2018 when Eminem rapped on his album Kamikaze, which from the song Ring, uh, Ringer, he said, quote, I'm the rap god, you're just a clone of me which could be attributed to anybody. But of course, the internet went and did what it does as always and point out a bunch of conspiracy theories how Eminem was talking directly to NF, even though we've seen him publicly have beef with MGK. And that's basically it. But, you know, for the most part, he hasn't really done that to NF as far as what he did to MGK. Obviously, MGK and Eminem don't like each other. But as far as NF, I feel like his fantasized beef by fans that solely want them to come together to make a track. I don't really think it's out of them wanting to diss each other. I think they just want a track from the two. And because we haven't gotten that, and uh, remind you, NF has been around for years at this point. He's been running up the charts since like, let me see. He's been running up the charts. He's definitely a, a veteran in this game, I will say at this point. Uh, let me see. Since... 2014 nf has been rapping 
So in 2023, to still not have a collab between Eminem and NF is very interesting to the point that I might say there may actually be beef because why else would Eminem not co-sign such a prominent rapper like NF? One, I could think he tried to approach NF, which a lot of prominent, well, no, I keep saying prominent, a lot of the bigger, the one-of-one one artists do. They approach an artist, ask them if they want to sign to the label. If they don't do it, guess what? You don't get support from that artist. That could be an option. Two, they could actually have beef. <laughs> and three, maybe they just don't want to collab with each other. Like, maybe they just feel like it would be redundant. Like, if they're already calling NF a clone of Eminem, maybe we'll get a Churchill Down situation where Drake just, com well, where Eminem just completely destroys NF on a track and they never collab again, which if you ask Jack Harlow, he probably has sent so many tracks to Drake since he got destroyed on Churchill Downs. But I don't know if Drake is going to return the vocals and uh, actually give him another feature. But that that's to be seen in the future. But honestly, I brought that up because I feel like it was an interesting point that I've never touched on as NF and Eminem is one of the biggest prominent white rappers in the hip hop. So if jack harlow can get the attention of eminem then i'm pretty sure nf has been had the attention of eminem and i'm pretty interested to see and find out why they've never collaborated but as always as if you're looking at the video version just know that i may or may not have the eminem and nf collab via ai so it is an ai cover and we can listen to NF and Eminem on the same track because of the evolution of technology. So click my link here in my bio. Let me know one of my social medias. Why do you think that NF and Eminem has never collabed? And do you actually think there's beef? I may have completely lost my mind because at this point, I don't even know what I'm covering anymore. Now, I looked at this track, right? I looked at the views. I looked at the character that you see on the screen right now, you know, shameless plug to analytic dreams video. Make sure to follow that for the video elements of the podcast. But to listen to a Billie Jean song covered by Mr. Krabs is just one of the craziest images I've ever seen in life. Like you would not think that a fictional character from SpongeBob would be covering the most iconic track one of the most best-selling singles of all time and guess what i think it's fire i'm not gonna lie mr krabs got a got a future in rapping or singing or one of them because his vocals over this billy jean track is just beyond frigo it's straight pyrotechnician and he's the one handling the fire because mr krabs may be the second coming of michael jackson himself so if you don't know what I'm talking about, of course, Mr. Krabs is from SpongeBob. Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. I'm not giving you no, no type of description for him. The king of pop. I don't know what else to say. And Billie Jean, which is the song that the AI has Mr. Krabs covering, is one of the best singles of all time. Over 10 million copies sold worldwide. Six times platinum in that RIAA, which we don't know what that stands for. It's the Recording Industry Association of America. And the song was a number one hit all across the globe. And in general, it is one of the best selling singles of all time. That's the biggest thing you need to know. Billie Jean by Michael Jackson is probably statistically one of the best performing tracks 
of all time. You've definitely heard it. Your mom's heard it. Your mom, mom's heard it. Actually, I don't want to go back too far because I don't want to act like Michael Jackson's just ancient. But for the most part, everybody has heard the track Billie Jean. And for AI technology to give us the ability to have Mr. Krabs, the same Mr. Krabs who owns the Krusty Krab, who has SpongeBob working and still living under a pineapple, who still puts up with Squidward as a cashier, who still is one of the most greedy, miserable characters in SpongeBob, covering the track by Michael Jackson, Billie Jean. That is just insane. Obviously, this is all for fun, but just in fictional fantasy land, this is even wild in that, like, you know, if you talk about all of the fictional mashups you could have via AI technology, I would just be stuck on actual musicians. I would now we've gotten to the point where we'll start to bring animated fictional characters out of the woodworks to cover these popular songs from our favorite musicians. And I just can't wrap my brain around who in the world thought that this would be a good idea. But then you look at the views. And it all makes sense. So click my link, share my bio. Let me know one of my social medias. What do you think about Mr. Krabs covering Billy Jean by Michael Jackson? And it may or may not be in my description box below. And when you give it a listen, make sure to um, click one of my social medias and DM me letting me know what do you think is the best part of the Mr. Krabs Billy Jean AI cover. Now, before I play this video, shameless plug make sure to follow my analytic dreams video channel that's only uh, exclusively the video part is exclusively on spotify so just type just type in analytic dreams video to make sure to follow that as all of my video elements will be uploaded to that portion obviously this entire segment won't be video like i'm going to be talking for the most part and you will still hear audio but as far as the video portion definitely type in analytic dreams video on spotify as is exclusively video for spotify i don't know y'all get what i'm saying anyways let's get into the video so if you don't know what we're looking at it's an open world action adventure game by star wars well based in the star wars uh world They're everywhere. and as you can tell it's going to be pretty expansive but the world here to the and this is set between the events of the Empire Strikes Back and the Return of the Jedi. If I want to survive, I have to play their game. Also, this is like currently developed by Massive Entertainment. Like it's set to come out this year. And honestly, from looking at the gameplay, we are going to get into the gameplay. But it looks kind of finished. Which kind of makes sense because if a game developer says it's coming out in the same year, you would hope it's uh, finished. But as we've seen with Cyberpunk 2077, that's not always the case. Obviously, this isn't gameplay, but we're going to get to gameplay in a second. I've been held back my whole life. And now, I just need a chance. 
I love how every Star Wars main protagonist has like a little creature that follows them, like either a robot or just an animal. I'm here to offer you a way out, okay? Get off my ship, Jalen. Give me a chance. You're gonna have to trust me. It'll be dangerous, risky. But if you pull this off, you'll never look over your shoulder again. Ah, the mighty rancor and it you gotta love the mighty rancor because at the end of the day that took me forever to be a star wars jedi survivor shameless plug to my tiktok if you want to watch me go against the rancor analytic dreams video of course well not video but analytic dreams Star Wars Outlaws coming 2024. Oh, well. I thought it I thought it was coming out this year. Okay, well it's coming out 2024. I don't know if they pushed it back or what. But in general, um, it's created by Massive. And what else? Let me look at this right quick. Hold on, give me one second. It's created by Massive and Ubisoft. Interesting. Ubisoft is making an open world game. For Star Wars Outlaws. Could end up being fire. These are the same people that made Watch Dogs. If I'm not mistaken. Obviously they made a lot of other games. That's probably more prominent. But for me as a gamer. I personally play Watch Dogs 1 and 2. I didn't play 3. Because I heard that was just terrible. But um, yeah in general. I'm excited for a game. An open world game set in the Star Wars universe. Developed by Ubisoft. I mean obviously it's developed by massive entertainment but it's under ubisoft so ubisoft knows what they they are doing and i think at this point when you look at both of the companies it gets to an understanding of you gotta have a certain amount of trust to let a person have your ip like this like when marvel gave spider-man to insomniac to develop that was a match made in heaven because honestly, I don't know if anybody has given us a better version of Spider-Man since Insomniac. And, shameless plug, Spider-Man 2 is coming out this year. So you already know I'm super excited because Spider-Man PS4, I didn't know it's been this long. But I think that came out like, what, 2017, 2018? So it's been a long wait for another Spider-Man game. Obviously, we had Miles Morales and we had DLC that led up into like 2018, 2019. But for the most part, as far as a full-length Spider-Man project or Spider-Man game, we haven't been given that at all. <laughs> and um, some of the gameplay, I did want to get into the gameplay. Let me see right here. Some of the gameplay is... Hold on, I'm trying to make sure y'all can see it first. Okay. Some of the gameplay is right here. So you can tell the pretty much... I'm not going to say to finish with the game. But I, I will say that the game looks surprisingly finished and surprisingly polished like this is like a good looking game right here like if this was the release right now i don't think we'll see any complaints but as we've seen in cyberpunk 2077 games can come out on a, a vertical slice and look amazing and then the full game comes out it's just a buggy mess So shout out to CD Projekt Red, because I think if it wasn't for them, we would just give every developer grace when they show us gameplay releases like this. Like even the running looks smooth. The, wow, is that an ad? 
Is that an ad while I'm in the middle of my Star Wars review? That is actually insane. All right, I muted that for y'all. So now y'all get to listen to me. So for the most part, I think the gameplay looks phenomenal. Of course, we're going to get back into it uh, in three, two. All right, here we go. Okay, that was a crazy. Uh, I mean, I guess they got to make the money somehow, right? Shout out to myself. Not just playing. <laughs> Anyways, so the graphics look great. Um, Ubisoft usually does well with open world games. So I'm not really concerned in that aspect. Oh, let me turn the sound back on. I mean, this chase scene. I don't lie, this game came out right. Obviously, I don't think it could come out because I wonder if um, who made Survivor. I wonder if Respawn has a no has a non-compete, which means you can't put out another Star Wars game in the same year that we release ours. Because this is not the same studio. This is Ubisoft. So I wonder if Respawn has a non-compete to where Ubisoft had to push it back a year. Cause this game looks finished. I said I got it. What else matters? Alright, so we're gonna pause it right there. So for the most part, obviously the game looks phenomenal. It's developed by uh Massive Entertainment under Ubisoft, so I'm not really too concerned in that aspect. I think at the end of the day, when you're looking at um Star Wars video games, I don't think we've ever had like a just a utterly trash Star Wars game. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but I have played more games and I've I've enjoyed more games than I have the movies. And even Jedi Survivor, like that's literally one of my top five games of all time. Like it's is that good to me. Like I would not be surprised if it won Game of the Year because the replay value that's in Survivor compared to other games at that seventy dollar price tag is just non-comparable to most of most if not all the games that came out this year and maybe of all time respawn really gave us one of the best star wars games of all time because in general we all know it's a trilogy but it did not end like it was a trilogy like it had a start middle and an end like it was not no cliffhanger we went into one story and then we clearly know what's going to happen in the next one but it wasn't like a cliffhanger but um i don't know if that's a spoiler i don't think that's a spoiler but at the end of the day i'm excited for this game I think that, in general, Massive Entertainment definitely has a lot on their hands because, you know, people are going to be nitpicking um, every detail with this game. Because, if you don't know, Star Wars fans are a little uh, outrageous when it comes to feedback. And if you if you don't believe me, just look at the feedback that all of the past three movies got um, as far as, like, plot lines and who should look like what and specifically finn let's just say there was a lot said about that character and um poe that's a black character i think that was his name poe or maybe i got the names mixed up but anyways yeah star wars fans or something else y'all guys need to chill out because it, it, it's a good time to be a star wars fan right now video games are going well uh the tv show andor i heard is going well i heard it didn't perform financially as well as it should have because it, the budget was like humongous but for the most part the quality was there so the quality in video games is there the quality in tv shows is there but the movies now that's 
that's the tricky one for y'all right now so it's not it, it could be all bad you know as a spider-man fan i remember the days when we was in the, the amazing spider-man 2 in the spinoff video game and the tv show took off spectacular spider-man so we was we was going through it but at this point i think we're we're in the golden age of spider-man content and i think star wars is getting to that point where they're finally figuring out the world and how and what direction they want to go in so you can tell that especially with jedi survivor so anyways that's all i have for you as far as uh this new open world action adventure game that's going to be i think it's, it looks phenomenal i'm not going to say it's just going to be fire because it's a vertical slice but at the end of the day what they showed us does look like immersive gameplay so click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about star wars outlaws and also what do you think about it being set in between the events of empire strikes back and return of the jedi because i feel like that that leads to a lot of iconic characters popping up but so yeah click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what iconic character would you like to see pop up in the star wars outlaws video game and are you excited for its eventual uh for it to be eventually released the greatest game of all time now you're probably wondering how is that possible when you haven't even played it yet how is that possible when the release date is set for october 20th and currently, it's June 21st. Well, let me tell you. One of the greatest decisions in Marvel history was when they decided to give the video game rights. Not even give it. Strip away the video game rights from Activision and give it to insomniac to let them bless them with the greatest iteration of spider-man we've ever seen now I'm talking about toby mcguire andrew garfield whatever tom holland's doing um the tv shows spectacular spider-man i'm talking about the animated series on disney xd if anybody ever watched that i'm talking about the 90s cartoon way back in the day I'm talking about Ultimate Spider-Man. I'm even talking about Spider-Man into, across, beyond the Spider-Verse. I don't care what y'all point to point uh, point towards, except for the OG comics. Those are untouchable. This iteration of Spider-Man that Insomniac has given us is the greatest iteration iteration of all time, because they did a lot of creative differences that at first just sounds like the worst idea ever created i mean imagine a spider-man fan coming to you and actually liking the white symbol on the front of a spider-man suit and then getting to a point where you let one of the most prominent characters in peter's history die at the end of the game spoiler alert if you ain't played it i mean it came out 2017 come on now so first changing the design of the suit to the white huge emblem on the front just created their own spider-man in the league of his own as far as uh visual or visually then 
having Aunt May die at the end of Spider-Man PS4, and then having Miles Morales and Peter exist in the same universe, which of course they do that in the comics now, but as far as the TV shows, the movies, they didn't do it as well as Spider-Man PS4 did. So I will go out strictly on faith because to add a little bit more background knowledge, Spider-Man PS4 was probably the last game I ever platinum. If y'all don't know what platinum is, it's basically when you do everything possible in the game. Like you get all the achievements possible. You do everything there is to do in the game and that's it. Like there's no more to do. That's new. That's basically what I did in Spider-Man PS4. Definitely nerd type achievements, but it's an achievement that I am proud of. So in general, Marvel Spider-Man 2 is coming out October 20th. And it was announced in February 2023, which made everybody think the game was going to get pushed back. But what did Insomniac do? They waited, they waited, and they waited. And they gave us a gameplay trailer three to four weeks ago that was just that just blew my expectations out of the water. Because I did not think they was going to show us gameplay of the Black Symbiote suit. I, I, I swear to you, I thought they was just going to save it for the game. Kind of like how Endgame did with uh, Captain America having Thor's hammer. Like, I thought they was just going to bust it out on us and we were just going to be like, wow, like we get to do this and that now and we get to... But obviously, this is on the forefront now as the Black Symbiote... Even the cover of Spider-Man 2, if you look at it, it shows a little bit of the symbiote creeping up on Spider-Man's arm, but it doesn't even show you the full black suit. So I thought they were just going to completely hide the black suit until you played the game and experienced it for yourself. Even Venom, we have a fully rendered Venom and how he's going to look in the game. So either they're showing too much or they have a lot more to reveal. And I'm, I'm, convinced that it's the latter i feel like they have so much they haven't even showed us i've heard a bunch of different characters popping up which i'm not going to spoil because i think that's more of a leak because you know i feel like when you're a stand of something you really don't wait until the official thing releases like you got to know everything as soon as it happens as far as information whether it's your favorite musician your favorite movie, your favorite TV show. Like, I feel like I just need to know all the information as soon as it's available. And then I can experience how they wanted me to experience it. But for the most part, I got to know all the information for Spider-Man 2. And in general, that means I can't speak on a lot of things because I feel like it's it's kind of getting into spoiler territory. And I want y'all to enjoy the game just like I'm going to enjoy the game. So I'm only talking about stuff they showed in the trailer. So the black suit was amazing. Um, Miles switching from blue to yellow electric electricity was interesting because i thought he was just gonna have um blue i believe I, I think it was still blue no it was yellow in his original game and at the end it was blue so I, I thought he was just gonna have blue electricity but it seems like he just has both so and maybe purple i don't know the colors um if, if y'all know by now i'm probably colorblind so in general it's, it looks something like that and then to see craven and his voice actor go to work and him just basically talking about how he really needs a hunt. Um, it's humorous because after 
the um sony movie trailer came out which was completely atrocious by the way i don't know why everybody's hyping up that movie i mean that man literally bit somebody's ear off or head off or whatever i ain't never seen craven in the comments actually bite somebody and bite another human in a comic book so i don't know what sony is going off of i don't know what base material they're using but in general craven is not a cannibal <laughs> like that's just not what he does so um yeah that movie's gonna be completely atrocious just like morbius was just like venom 2 was like as far as sony the only good thing they have going for them is that they they leased out spider-man to marvel well mcu to be more specific but getting back into spider-man that's done right and the whole venom arc being done right because the whole thing about me is i used to watch the or i did watch the 90s cartoon so the whole way that the Venom Spider-Man dynamic worked with me or was taught to me was when Spider-Man received the black suit, that was his first, that was the symbiote's first bonding. So it really got um, used to Peter and just his lifestyle and just like, it, it like, basically it's like a, it's like a actual relationship The the girlfriend, the symbiote girlfriend was loving, was head over here head over heels for peter but once peter realized the symbiote wasn't as uh conducive for his lifestyle basically making him more angrier and short-tempered and i forget what was the the straw but he did something so i think it was mj or something that was like the last straw he had to take it off so he took off the symbiote and from that that's why the venom symbol looks like the spider-man symbol because he will forever be that angry ex that was dumped by peter that's how it was always taught to me in the 90s cartoon and the spectacular spider-man cartoon it was just you know real nerd talk right now but i gotta break it down for y'all to so y'all i'm not i'm not capping with the whole spider-man being my favorite fictional create uh creation of all time so then after that that's why venom always looks the way it does and resembles spider-man because that was his first host and he's forever scarred and forever hates spider-man or peter because of that there you go a little history lesson but a little fictional history lesson so um in general that's why i don't like the way the mcu is doing spider-man that's why i don't even like what sony's doing with like leasing out spider-man trying to build his own villain art because everything revolves around peter like in that world and i'm not saying that's the best take but the way the insomniac did it they kind of followed the 90s cartoon uh blueprint and i feel like it's going to pay off when the eventual game comes out and even in the gameplay trailer you can hear peter's voice which is uh yuri lowenthal i think that's how you say it apparently this is the same voice actor as uh sasuke from naruto i never watched naruto so all my naruto fans don't kill me i don't know who the sasuke voice actor is but apparently he's well known he's like a popular voice actor and of course it's probably how he got the role of spider-man and for insomniac but um even his voice change when he has the black suit it's very reminiscent people were saying it was very reminiscent of sasuke and they like put a bunch of audio together and stuff it was just like not like the voice itself but just the, the angry aggression it's just like wow he's really digging uh digging deep into a sasuke bag which kind of makes sense if you're an anime voice actor you can go into another level that i guess regular voice actors can't i don't know i'm not the biggest anime fan but i've heard that when it comes to voice acting anime is like the epitome of like what's the top voice acting or whatever so 
anyways, um, Yuri Lowenthal is doing a great job as Peter. And when you watch the gameplay trailer, you can definitely tell that Peter is, is let's just say, under the influence of the black suit. And in general, I can't wait to see how it's explored and what I'm already calling the best game ever created. So click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Peter and him just his story being explored with the symbiote and it leading to Venom? Because it's been a while since we've received this type of storytelling from Spider-Man to Venom. It's been a it's been it's been a minute since we had Spider-Man and Venom and anything. So um yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about that whole progression of Peter, the symbiote leading to Venom. And what are you most looking forward to in Spider-Man 2, which eventually will come out October 20th, 2023. I blame all of the honorable and sound-minded people for knowing what's the best DSP on the market because well because of y'all Spotify has decided to raise its prices in the United States shaking my head now I went to the second place competitor which is Apple Music which even calling them second place is just deceiving in itself because if you really look at the numbers I mean Spotify has 422 million users apple has 98 spotify has 210 million premium subscribers apple music has 77 revenue spotify has 11.9 billion which you might as well just say 12 you know what i mean what's rounding up a b you know <laughs> and apple has four Market share, Spotify has 33% of the global market share. And guess what? Apple has 15. So as we see, ladies and gentlemen, it's just not close in the race of Apple and Spotify, which have led, which has led Spotify CEO Daniel Ek to consider. So it's not, it's not finalized yet, but he's considering raising the prices in order to quote, continue to invest in our product and services aka y'all not going nowhere y'all gonna stay right here as we raise these prices similar to how netflix took away the ability to share your password and now the numbers are through the roof on the amount of new accounts created so because of that we have spotify raising their prices we have apple over there just sitting twiddling their thumbs because they can't do anything i mean what are they going to say i mean spotify basically run the dsp's the dsp market at this point and i've looked at other reports and unfortunately they said the spotify ceo wasn't bluffing the prices are definitely going to be raised because the cost of music licensing 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 my fault i can't read is rising and spotify has to pay music labels and publishers for the rights to street stream their music like i keep saying the big bad wolf of the music industry is umg 
aka Universal Music Group, who has all of your popular artists from the Drakes to the Justin Bieber's to the Taylor Swift's to the Kanye West's. Imagine UMG giving an asking price to Spotify and Spotify saying no, and all of those artists and their catalog being taken off that site. Probably wouldn't go well for Spotify, huh? So whatever UMG asked for, as far as licensing their artist music, Spotify is going to gladly pay that price. And also, another reason I was being told is that Spotify, I mean, this is the obvious one, but they just want more money, man. I mean, Spotify is a profitable company, of course, but it's hoping that a price increase will boost its profits. Now, if that's not the most transparent answer I've ever seen when it came to why a company wanted to raise its prices, then I don't know what it is. But, and then of course we have Spotify is also facing increased competition with other streaming services such as Apple Music and Amazon. And because of them raising their prices for some odd reason, because they're definitely not number one as I just read off the numbers, Spotify has to raise their prices in order to stay competitive. Now, that that reason right there sounds like a bunch of malarkey to me, but to each his own. We still don't know how much it, uh, Spotify will raise the price by, but it is safe to say that they are going to raise their prices because Spotify just has a significant lead in the number of user and premium uh, subscribers when it comes to DSPs. Um, the music library is even larger than Apple Music. So when you get when you um, refer back to what I was saying about the licensing, the music, they have a probably a bigger bill that they have to pay um, compared to Apple. And then Spotify does offer a free ad supported tier. So it's like you can listen for free. You may just have to put up with a bunch of ads. And speaking of ads. I don't know what I was about to say right there. So we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> so, so anyways, uh, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Spotify raising the prices and just not caring about the competition or competitors or just uh, users who are just down bad and broke? Because I used to be there in my high school days. So what do you think about Spotify planning to raise the prices in the United States? And do you even care? Or do you think... It's. I got to phrase that question better. So basically, do you care that Spotify is raising raising their prices, or do you think it's about that time because of the lead that Spotify has in the DSP market? So not only has Capcom bounced back from one of the most atrocious attempts. Of making a, a fighting game that we've ever seen in the gaming industry and i'm specifically talking about street fighter 5 because that came could have could have sold me on it being strictly dlc the way how bad that game was formatted like imagine making a fighting game with 10 characters and you release three and the rest is just dlc that, that's kind of what capcom was trying to pull off when it came to street fighter 5 like the amount of integrity that they had for Street Fighter V was at an all-time low, which is why now with Street Fighter VI, 
people are calling it one of the greatest fighting games of all time. Also, it's one of the best-selling fighting games of all time. As, as it sold over 1 million copies, it's the fastest-selling Street Fighter game in history. Probably because of word of mouth, you know, helped out a little bit with that. You know, it always helps to make a good product rather than trying to screw over your friend, your fans. So the game success is obviously because of the quality of the story mode, of the arcade mode, the accessibility. They have different modes in the game to where you can play it on advanced mode or like, for lack of a better term, simple mode where you just press one button and it does a combo for you. I don't know who finds that entertaining as a as a fighting game professional myself or a fighting game veteran, I would say. I don't know. I don't know if it's just bouginess or just not wanting beginners to have it easy in fighting games when I'm fighting them. But a simple button doing a whole combo, that just does not sound uh, great to me. And I think in general, you could probably turn that off in the settings because that just sounds too good to be true. Obviously, I haven't played the game. I've watched it. I've watched a lot of different gameplay. I've seen a lot of the story mode. Well, whatever, if, if you call that a story. But I mean, they're trying. OK, so we can't. We can't see Capcom putting forth the effort and still critique them. But um, as far as the story mode, you create your own character, sort of. Like, you, you kind of create him in a way that he could either look like he hasn't eaten in days or he could look like he has three meals every two hours. So, in general, the way you make your character, the way you build your character is very unique to Street Fighter Six. They've never had this in the Street Fighter to this to this um extent and especially the online mode being able to fight others just from pressing a button and and there you go into a whole fight screen in the middle of the street like it's just very interesting the way they've uh made this world and it's available on ps5 and yes ps4 for y'all who just refuse to transition into the current gen i don't see that's another thing i have so why do gamers complain about graphics and complain about games being broken at launch, but you won't even upgrade your software? That's like me getting upset that my iPhone isn't running the latest software at the rate of another iPhone and just completely throwing a fit because of it. Like if you're not going to upgrade your software, you can't be mad that your games one crash on you. They don't look as good as other consoles. Or they just straight up don't work. Because so, some games are just specifically made for next gen. And I feel like Street Fighter 6 is one of those games. But in general, I mean, I haven't heard any critiques for any of the software uh, as far as PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, S, uh, PC. So all across the board, Capcom has somehow put out a functioning pro product in Street Fighter 6. And one of the biggest highlights is the online mode, I've heard. I think the online mode is probably the smoothest experience that a lot of players have had since playing Street Fighter. And that's a testament in itself because everybody knows if you're, if you're a fighting game expert, you definitely know that if you have a buggy connection, it just messes up the whole experience. And especially trying to rise up the ranks getting a certain frame when you wasn't supposed to get it and getting completely knocked down the ranks because of it could send you off the deep end. So I'm glad that Capcom 
actually i feel like capcom always had a smooth online experience if, if there was a franchise that had trouble making uh um i forget what it's called i think it's i forget what it runs off of it's like net something it's like net code double i forget what it's called so i'm not finna think about it and try to come up with a random name that's not even true but anyways there's there's a certain network that that people um use for fighting games that is like better for that type of game than uh open world or action rpg like specifically fighting games one-on-one it's um actually let me see if i can find that right now because this is like a certain name it's like at the tip of my tongue because i've always heard it thrown around i was like what is this and let me see okay that's great yeah it didn't give me it didn't give me the name at all so anyways let's get back to the review so as you can see on the screen you know shameless plug to my analytic dreams video uh channel exclusively on spotify as far as if you just want to watch the video elements but let's get into how street fighter 6 across the board is, is rated as one of the greatest fighting games of all time GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10 as you can see right here uh games radar gave it a 5 out of 5 which who who does 5 out of 5 like isn't that kind of weird like imagine you get something like a 3 out of 5 now now it doesn't look as good as like a 7 out of 10 or a 6 even a 6 out of 10 looks better than 3 out of 5 don't ask me how but anyways um inverse 10 out of 10 um ign gave street fighter 6 a 9 out of 10 and polygon said quote Street Fighter 6 is the biggest and most approachable package in the franchise to date. Pause. Waiting for you with open, gentle arms. You got to love it, man. You got to love it. So I, I, I just love how Capcom bounced back. And that's why this whole episode is just talking about how Capcom really bounced back with Street Fighter 6. Because boy i thought they was done after street fighters after street fighter 5 i was like oh they just think their fans is just they think their fans are just not intelligent at all like they just can't see through what they're trying to do like it was just an obvious cash grab and in the past i've seen gamers i mean i think it happened this year no it happened with spotify it was a little different but anyways spotify or no 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 netflix i'm getting my brands mixed up netflix took away sharing passwords right and a bunch of reports came out so that's when it told me like i thought netflix was just putting out some false numbers but a bunch of outlets came out and it was like man the numbers are through the roof uh for for new account created and i was like but well, we had one job all we had to do was just hold out and tell netflix that if y'all gonna stop letting us use our, or share our passwords we're not gonna give y'all hurt hard earned money but guess what? Everybody went out and made a uh, made a new account. So it totally defeated the purpose. But on the flip side, when Capcom came out with Street Fighter V with like three and a half characters, and it was basically like the other 10 are coming in, D in paid DLC, all gamers and the fighting, shout out to the fighting game community, came together, bonded, and they was like, we're not going to stand for this. You're not going to get our $60 based on three characters and you asking us to pay for other characters that should have already been in the game. Imagine playing your favorite fighting game and only three of the characters are unlocked 
and the rest you have to pay for it. You can't even earn it. You have to pay for it. At that point, I feel like you just have to give it up to uh to not even to not even play in it. Like if if my favorite game, which is my favorite game of all time, is definitely Smash Bros. Ultimate, probably. And I'm not gonna lie to you, if if Sonic was paid DLC, which you, I think he was at one point. No, I think they gave it for free. Yeah, I think Nintendo always gave DLC characters for free. But anyways, um, if Sonic was like paid DLC, then and only like three characters was was unlocked at the start, and I couldn't even earn it. That's the biggest thing. If you can earn a character, that's that's slightly more okay. But if you just completely lock a character behind a paywall, which Street Fighter Five did with a plethora of his main iconic characters, then at that point, like, what are we doing here? So I'm glad that Capcom made it up with Street Fighter Six. Yes, uh, Ryu, um, Chun Li, Ken. All of your favorite Street Fighter iconic figures are back in the base game and not DLC to be paid for and not earned. So Street Fighter 6 in general, just an overall great experience. And it's one of those type of games that shows um, the gaming community that they actually developers actually care about y'all and they're not just trying to squeeze y'all for every penny you have. So click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Capcom just coming back, returning off the backboard slam dunk with Street Fighter 6? And if you've played the game, who is your favorite character and why? The YB Better cult-like fan base and the Dialit fan bases have a reason to come together and combine for what is going to be one of the most supported tracks in music history. And I say that because if Playboy Cardi's fan base combined with NBA Youngboy's fan base does not make it to the top 10 on Billboard hits when they release this album, then does his fans really think YB's better? And also for Cardi, do they really think that he's one of the most impactful artists of the newer generation? Because after a photo of NBA Youngboy wearing the upside down cross, which that's just a whole nother conversation in itself. It was made apparent that Playboy gifted the chain to Youngboy because of their new collab album. And one piece of jewelry signifying a collab of this magnitude leads me to say that this better be one of the best selling albums in hip hop. To put it in perspective, obviously everybody knows Youngboy's fan base is one of the most annoying fan bases that's ever been created. Nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> Y'all definitely know I don't feel that way. Because in general, Young Boy and Drake tracks do phenomenal on my platform. And that's a testament to the fan. The fans always want to hear the latest news from their particular artists. So obviously, I don't feel like that. But I was just playing off of Kodak Black notoriously coming out and saying, Yak's better. Basically trying to play off the YB's better. Because 
I think that actually frustrates Kodak. Like for some reason, young boy having a way more cult like fan base than him just frustrates him to no end. Like he just cannot understand why this man who hasn't even been around longer and hasn't even had the impact that Kodak has. Think, uh, think about it. We wouldn't have our Cardi B if it wasn't for Kodak Black. The Bodak Yellow Freestyle was literally a freestyle off of a track that Kodak made. And that was a track that blew Cardi B up. Granted, you could have said Cardi B could have blew up off of something else. But till this day, till this day, Bodak Yellow is one of Cardi B's most popular tracks. So in general, Kodak doesn't get the love he deserves or feels like he deserves. So with Playboy Cardi and Youngboy getting that love that he wished he received from younger fan bases... For those two to come together, put out and putting out a collab album, I believe that this better run the charts for at least the rest of the year. So click my so click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Youngboy and Playboy Cardi collabing and teasing their collab album? And are you excited for a Youngboy and Playboy Cardi album? Now the GOAT already let Lil Durk, aka Smirk, get off his India promotion on his latest album. And actually, it wasn't his latest album, but his 2021 album, Certified Lover Boy, on the track in the Bible. But one thing's for certain, for certain, he's not going to let Lil Durk get off that in India promotion two times in a row. Especially not on no Drake track. You can do that on your own album, but you shouting out India every single time you want to be on a song with the goat has to stop. Now, where's all this coming from? Lil Durk has a verse that leaked for the Drake track that also leaked called Search Search and Rescue. So it's a leak on top of a leak. Lil Durk's leaked verse from Search and Rescue, which, you know, is running the charts right now because, of course, that's what the GOAT does. Don't even have to uh, worry about if he's going to perform or not. So in, in general, the reason why hip hop's not selling so well is probably because the GOAT's not dropping. And I'm going to just leave it at that. But getting back into my main point, Lil Durk's leaked verse off of Search and Rescue is interesting. And I say that because this man said, quote, I'm worse than Kevin Gates. India know I'm down to drink pee. OP mix it with the lean. Now, hip hop artists nowadays has. Found a way to say the most outlandish statements in human history. P O P, which means pop. And mix it with the lean, which means like, of course, it's like a concoction that nobody should be doing. Don't do drugs, kids. But the way he set it up was P because everybody knows Kevin Gate and his interviews where he'd be giving the most notorious statements ever said that one time he was driving and he said just to show that he was into a girl, he drunk her pee. He, he drunk her urination, her urine. I don't know how else to put it, man. Sad days in hip hop. But anyway, anyway, so Lord Dirk was like, hey, let me play off that. But I'm talking about pop. But I'm going to start it off with the first letter, which is P. 
So everybody's going to think I'm talking about P. And guess what? The internet went crazy thinking he was talking about P. They was like, oh, man, this man really drinks P mixed with lean. Wow, Lil Durk's really freaky. He's a freaky guy. Like, bro, nobody, nobody really understands that he was talking about pop. It just completely went over their heads. And I was like, bro, is this man Lil Durk like the second coming of Jay-Z? How come nobody knows that he's talking about pop? And then on academics post, he posted a line talking about P and guess what? Lil Durk had enough and he had to come out and say, OP mix it with the lean, basically saying that he was talking about pop. Nobody reads anymore. Nobody listens anymore. In this society, especially with hip hop artists saying outlandish, just flagrant, blasphemous statements like down to drink pee, it's just a sad day in society. So click my link to my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think about Lil Durk loving to drink pee, OP? And do you think it's one of the most lyrical bars you've ever heard in life? I need a deep dive documentary in how SZA brain works. I need an ultimate diatopsy, which that's definitely the wrong word, but I need some type of map on how SZA gets from one thought to the other. And the reason I say that is not only is she one of the most talented artists that we have in today's game, but also she does the most outlandish things when it comes to the public eye for validation. Putting that to the side, specifically, one of the most outlandish things I've seen is her coming out and saying that she was punked out of doing the call in my phone collab after her verse and leak. So her verse leak, because, you know, everybody was like, hey, ain't no way we got SZA on calling my phone if you don't know black is one of my favorite like singers in the music industry and he completely carried that song in my opinion like tj did his part but once black came on like i think that's one of the best verses i didn't heard from an r&b artist in the past five years and that i mean that's congruent to when i was talking about my top 10 tracks of what was it 2021 when that track came out i think it was like 2020 if I actually went through my, um, you know, I have a whole hip hop archive because I take this stuff serious. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. 2021. Yeah. So that was on my top 10 tracks of 2021, simply for the fact that Black went completely crazy over the entire track. Like, I just felt like he gave one of the best verses that I've heard from an R&B act in the past five years. So putting that to the side. I can kind of understand why SZA would not want to put her verse on that because obviously it wasn't going to be better than Black's. But she could have came in second place and with three people on the track, it's not the worst you can come in. You know, at least you're not last. You know, Lil TJ would have been last and it would have been his own track. So maybe maybe he would have been more susceptible, susceptible? I think that's how you say it. I don't know. To eating that because it's his track. Like, so he's making like the money off of it. But uh, when the SZA uh, verse was, was leaked, it was uh, revealed that she was originally supposed to be on the track. And that's why everybody started asking her, why did she not hop on the track? And she basically said that she didn't send the verse to Lil TJ because she didn't feel like it would add anything to the track. Now, y'all listen to Black's verse 
come back to that statement that she said she didn't think it would add anything to the song and it kind of makes sense i don't think she felt like her verse would have matched up to blacks in any sort of any stratosphere blacks verse was blowing hers out of the water and even listening to her verse uh, i would have the I will have the actual scissor leaked verse in the description box below, you know, may allegedly, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, that didn't even come close to black's verse, but that, that's not a knock on scissor as an artist. Cause I still think her last album was fire. The album before that was fire. She's obviously one of the most talented artists we've had in this music industry. But when it comes to calling my phone and the verse from black, literally no R and B verse released in the past four to five years is touching that we even coming close so click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think about SZA pulling back on giving her verse to Lil TJ for calling my phone and also what do you think about the verse leaking and if you've heard the verse do you think it was it should have been added or left off the track that makes sense to everybody except for the two artists involved as thanks to the evolution of technology we have received an ai generated track featuring drake and uzi called six now the link to this track may or may not be in the description box below but all you need to know is that ai has by far took over the best music for 2023 your favorite artist is not dropping music the the going on tour asking you to give them 500 dollars to sit in the nosebleeds so while you do that and fall for that uh trick and they release no music for this entire year and now everybody's coming out like i wonder why hip-hop's not selling more than country or afro beats it's because the biggest artists in the game are not even feeling like they should drop because technically this is the first year where we're separated from the pandemic because if you think about it 2020 is when it hit it really went on from 2021 to 2022 now we're in 2023 and this is the first full year that would technically had a had a gap between pre-covid and post-covid so now everybody's on tour trying to collect the bags that was lost in the wind because of COVID and us being um, <clears throat> isolated and, and things of that nature. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. I really want to speak on why in the world has Little Uzi Vert and Aubrey Graham not collaborated in any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, you've heard the leaked track at the gates that has Drake and Uzi. So we know they've been in the studio together. So I don't think it's beef. But I feel like there's just a number of reasons why we wouldn't have Drake and Uzi music in 2023. Because these artists have been around for decades. I mean, especially Drake. Uzi, more of like, what, 8 to 10 years, 7 to 10 years. Drake, like, 15 to 10 years i don't know maybe i'm stretching out both of their career spans but they've been in the game long enough to make music together that's for sure and the only reasons i can come up with is because i don't think it's beef because if i would have never heard that track at the gates by drake and uzi i would have thought there was beef 
But because I don't think there's beef, I think it's either scheduling conflicts because both of these artists are heavily wanted by different brands and different promotions. So they have to be in different spots for uh, touring, making music, um, advertising brands. I mean, Drake's doing a whole steak deal. Uzi's doing whatever type of dance he does to the I Want to Rock where he's shaking his hips back and forth. You know, um, creative differences. That's like a easy one to say. So I'm going to leave that out. And I will also say personal differences is interesting. If you don't know the beef between Lil Uzi and Roddy Rich, it's a pretty, it's not as popularized as you would think, but there's a real beef between Uzi and Roddy simply for the fact that Uzi's current girl JT used to be with Roddy Rich. Now, in that in that sense, you can see how beef would, would get started over a woman. So that's why Uzi and Roddy are not as close. But if you do go on, if you go down memory lane with me and we go to Scorpion that was released in 2018, I think that was before Uzi and JT was even together. Drake had both. I mean, both with like an F, like both of the city girls on the track. One of his best tracks ever. In my feelings. So this man had the city girls, which if you don't know, they was in like the interlude and stuff. Like they was the ones I'm not gonna repeat what they were saying, but y'all they was in the track in my feelings. When you hear the women voices, that's that's who they were. I would think maybe there's some type of animosity, and this is me completely speculating that it's just some, some type of animosity between Drake and Uzi simply because of JT. I have a man, we we would never know, I guess. I mean, technically they do have a track together called At the Gates. Um, it's never been released for some reason. Um, Uzi just confirmed his track listing or his features for the pink tape, so that's still not coming out. So I guess Drake and Uzi will continue the streak of not having any music together. So click my link tree in my bio. Let me know what are my social medias. What do you think about the GOAT? and Uzi never collaborating on a track and what which album should get the first collaboration Drake's or Uzi's getting into the overview of the pod for episode 124 thank you for sticking with me the entire way I appreciate y'all of course at the beginning I was going over the numbers um 824,000 total downloads uh 76,000 weekly downloads would not be possible without y'all. I sincerely thank y'all from the bottom of my my heart. You know what I mean? I don't know the words to put together because at this point, it's just all a blessing, you know? So we started with Michael Jackson and Ariana Grande, of course, because with the evolution of AI technology, we finally got a collab with the two. And I'll say finally, like somebody was waiting for it. Then we got into Big T and Sleepy Joe as they came together, joined forces for the AI-generated track, Expedos in Paris. And I'll let you find out what that means. Then we talked about how NF and Eminem never collaborated. And it's one of the most non-talked-about topics. But I think it's a very interesting one, uh, a very interesting subject. As if NF is as big as he is, and Eminem is as big as he is, why have they never collaborated with them both being, let's just say, Caucasian rappers in the hip-hop space? Then we moved on to one of the most outlandish topics I think I've ever covered in history of the podcast and Mr. Krabs 
covering Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. And all I got to say is you got to click the link in my description for you to believe it. Then we got to talking about the new Star Wars Outlaws game that's coming out. It's like a completely open, the first completely open world Star Wars game, which people may bring up Jedi Survivor or uh, The Last Jedi. Both of those games were semi-open world, not completely. This one's completely open world. You can go wherever you want, whenever you want. And in general, um, I think that this game being developed by Ubisoft does bring up some red flags, but what they from the gameplay they've showed up, shown us and from the news and how early it's coming out in 2024, I think we're in the running for one of the best Star Wars games of all time. Then we got into Street Fighter 6. That's basically what the whole episode was about. In general, I do believe that Street Fighter 6 is one of those type of fighting games that is like a is like a I'm sorry letter to fans. All of the fans out there listening to Capcom and telling Capcom that Street Fighter 5 is one of the worst games ever created was right in their own mind because now we have an actual playable <laughs> a playable roster instead of three characters in DLC you have to pay for. We ha we actually have a real roster in Street Fighter 6. Capcom say I'm sorry for trying to steal your money. Here is one of the greatest fighting games of all time. That's why the episode is titled Capcom Bounces Back with Street Fighter 6. Then we get into one of the greatest video games of all time and Spider-Man 2. Now when I tell you that I haven't even played the game yet and I'm already calling it the greatest video game of all time. It should show you the amount of faith I have placed in the hands of Insomniac because Spider-Man PS4 to this day is the last game I've ever platinum. And that's like when you do all the achievements, you do everything in the game and there's nothing left to do after that. So that's the last game I ever did it. Uh, I never ever completed that trophy for and I can't wait to do it again in Spider-Man 2. Definitely going to be on my nerd grind. Then we moved into Spotify raising its prices because its competition is just straight inferior in how Apple Music, I read off the numbers, um, it's not even close when it comes to users, premium subscribers. Spotify is just really running away as being the biggest DSP platform and they're raising the prices because of it. Then we transition into music, got into a little Playboy Cardi and Youngboy uh, teasing a collab album and how they want to impact the younger generation with this album. And I feel like they have the potential to release one of the most impactful albums ever with them joining forces for this project. Then we got to a little bit of leaks as we got to SZA and her verse being leaked on Lil TJ's calling my phone and i kind of talked about how in general black's verse which is like six lack but it's pronounced black for some reason hey man i don't know maybe he didn't go to school but um i feel like scissors leaked verse was not even close to blacks which is why she felt like she didn't add anything to the track so i'm not mad at her but maybe some scissor fans are that she didn't turn in her verse for Lil tj then we got into the GOAT and Little Dirk promoting his girl once again on a track with Drake. Like, I don't understand what getting on a track with Drake means to Little TJ or to Little Dirk, but it does not mean just promote your girl and everything's fine. 
So Drake left that leaked, uh, left Lil Durk's verse off of Search and Rescue, which if you heard the track, you know that track's completely fine by itself. And so now Lil Durk just has to explain the lyrics of him wanting to drink pee somewhere else. And finally, we got into the GOAT and Mr. Uzi Vert never collabing on a single track. And I kind of broke down why this happened. I kind of broke down why they might have differences, which would lead to not making any music together. But in all, in all of that, I also offered a track with Drake and Lil Uzi Vert via the evolution of technology. So you're welcome. So that's about it for episode 124. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me an email letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and to keep up with my latest activities. If you want to support the show financially, click my Cash App link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall. Make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars or whatever platform you are currently listening on as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.